0: Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Created for those committed to mastery and success. Coming to you from Manly, Australia, we break down the science and philosophy of optimal performance so you can unleash your potential. G'day guys, welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Steve Ward here, and I'm with an ultimate flow seeker today. And his name is Chris Dugues McDougall. Uh, Now, Chris McDougall is a professional base jumper. He's had over 18 years in the sport with over 3,400 base jumps, and over a 1,000 of those have been uh, wingsuit base jumps. He's competed in the World Base Championships. He's an aerial specialist, and he's currently operating a first jump base course in Switzerland uh, where he lives with his amazing wife and a good friend of mine, Jenny. Dugues, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having us mate, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, so uh, we're currently in Malaysia, we're just chilling out in a little bar, we've had a good massage and uh, we're just relaxing after the annual KL base event and uh, for those that aren't aware, that's three days of 120 of the, one of the most beautiful, pe- 120 pe- beautiful people in the world um, jumping off KL Tower.
1: Mate, how was it for you? Yeah, it was epic again. I've been, this probably my 10th year coming here. So uh, it's good fun to just catch up with old friends, make new friends, and just to watch the looseness and craziness of of jumping off this building. But also, you know, some of the skills that some people have of the aerobatic manoeuvres these days are just incredible. So just a great fun time with great people jumping off one of the world's safest and most awesome buildings yeah
0: it's phenomenal hey and it's just epic like you're saying just watching people in their ultimate flow state just pulling off amazing aerials just completely dialed in and living in flow huh
1: yeah it's yeah, really good a lot of dress-ups this year as well so there's a lot of crazy costumes going off the building <laughs> and, and uh, i think i think the incredible hulk was here and wonder woman and yeah spider-man yeah, yeah captain pretty, america as well captain made an america. appearance yeah <laughs> so it's pretty rad and yeah it's good watching people get into their state of flow um, doing the more complex maneuvers and stuff, and just staying completely calm in a high-pressure situation—it's just so good to watch, and it's it's good for the new guys to watch and see see what the experienced guys get up to if they really put their minds to it. Definitely, definitely, it's inspiring for everyone, hey. And we all
0: just—everyone just seems to ride off everyone else's flow. Yeah, it's just, it's great. It's great, yeah. It's yeah.
1: Really good, and it keeps keeps me feeling young. Every time I <laughs> see these guys going crazy.
0: So. <laughs> That's, you're keeping us young, bro. <laughs> Mate, so I've got to ask. What makes a professional base jumper?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's, it's a loose term, but uh, for me, I've been able to make a living by base jumping in many different ways. Um, so I guess that's a formal turn of it, but also just by being able to have the experience and knowledge to help other people learn and, and become experienced in the sport, is definitely one of the things that would define you as a professional base jumper, and just also, someone that travels the world and makes it their first and foremost passion um, again to, to help the sport improve to help themselves improve and, and to teach others I think that all comes under the banner of professional base jumper definitely you know, the after parties can be pretty unprofessional but that's another topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely
0: and mate look you've been a uh... You've been a, like a, a mentor for me over the years. I've seen you as we grew up skydiving and now into the bass drummer community, so I, I, you definitely fulfill all those roles. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. That's the first answer I've heard, actually, of what makes you a professional bass jumper. That's cool. And, uh, mate, I've got to ask for listeners at home. Why do you do it?
1: Me, personally, I mean, it's evolved over the years. Initially, when I was 20 years old, I just wanted something that extended my surfing and skateboarding, Just that yeah. classic, you know, 20-year-old guy's rush. But then, you know, once I discovered skydiving bass jumping, it, it was a lot more than that. And it's evolved now too. It's just, it's, excuse me, it's been, it enabled me to be able to travel the world constantly, um, hanging out with some of the coolest people on the planet, going to the most exotic locations. And it's really just made me a lot calmer person than, than I would have normally been before. It's just, you know, when you're constantly putting yourselves in high pressure situations, um, you're forced to either panic or deal with it. And I've worked really hard to be able to deal with it over the years. And what it does is it's, it's a state of flow and it's, it calms you right down and actually slows time down. Uh, it's something that's not for everyone, but it's for me, it's become this amazing quest of how slow can I make time go yeah. when in a high-pressure situation. And, yeah. and that's one of the things, rather than the adrenaline, that I get from the sport now yeah. is this calming feeling and this... It's almost a high-speed yoga, (laughs) so most people meditate on the ground, and and for me, that's actually, I've learned, especially with wingsuit flying, that's how I meditate in the air whilst going 200 k's an hour. Epic, and because, yeah, meditation doesn't work for
0: everybody, or or that classic sense of meditation where you're sitting in the living room, got to shut the mind off and stay still, whereas for me, I believe that uh, meditation is more of just a state of oneness where... You are on contemplative thought. There is only one train of thought passing through your head, and yeah,
1: for you, it's right exactly now, right? You know, it's it's like it's like it's, it's like yoga for people with ADHD. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I can't sit still very long, but you put me in a wingsuit or put me in on a surfboard or a motorbike, and, yeah, and that's when I find my little bit of
0: peace. That's your that's your inner peace. And uh, tell me, does that 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 flow state or that that uh, contemplative thought that you attain through BASE jumping is that? directly relatable to
1: other areas of your life then? Yeah, I mean, base jumping is by far the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. You know, it's taken a lot from me. I have lost a lot of friends and, and seen a lot of carnage, but it's given me everything and it's enabled me to live every aspect of my life like it's my last day on earth. It's really just given me the power to believe that everything is possible and any dream can be achieved. And and, and now being an older base jumper, I really try and help, help others with that, and, and I use a very simple analogy, I dream, challenge, inspire, and that's, it, that's how I work it now, I have a dream, then once I have that dream, I'll challenge myself to achieve that dream, and once I've achieved that dream, I'll inspire others to live their dreams, and, and that's more of my goal now, is, is to keep doing what I do, because I love it, and, but also help others have a chance to achieve what i got to achieve. Yeah, cool man, I love that philosophy, so dream,
0: challenge, and inspire that's awesome bro and uh, so tell me about uh, your your website you've got base Dreams but you, I believe you've got a new project coming up as yeah, well yeah
1: um, Bass Dreams was a, a website for me and my best friend Coomsey for a TV show we are going to do 10 years ago um, it fell through and he passed away and I just kept it as a bit of an archive um, it's got my own my symbol and my brand as such but um in recent times i've just started up a website just for myself and just to start helping people called uh Dukes.com. very simple <laughs> yeah that's doogs.com D yeah. O U G G d-o-u-g-g-s yep. and that's taken over from the base stream site now and i also have my learntobassjump.com website which is just for the school just for the pure purpose of teaching new jumpers how to jump and coaching uh experienced jumpers become advanced okay
0: epic Epic, bro. And uh, look, I did just want to delve into. You're saying uh, that doze.com is is your your newest website. Um, but looking looking at where where it all started for you in Dreams, Streams, uh, you talk about wanting to motivate people. Uh, you do motivational
1: speaking and presentations, things like that. Yeah, I've been getting more and more into motivational speaking. It's a big challenge for me. I'm very scared of public speaking. I'm very scared of a lot of things. But um, what I love about what space jumping's done for me is it allows me to attack it head on. So for me, the challenge of speaking in public and, and yeah. speaking socially um, is something that I'm really working hard on improving. And it's okay with a beer in your hand, but once you've got a heap of slides and a videos <laughs> and you, you know, a format, that's when it becomes quite difficult to maintain uh, the, the flow you know, in, in speaking as well. And um, at the moment, it's it's really something I'm working on. And I've been doing talks all around the world, which has been great, but um, yeah, grab me. I want to do more talks, so uh, I'll keep working on this and working on this till I master it. Epic. And uh, it's it's funny that you
0: say about the, uh, the, the, the speaking and that being, you know, what the most fearful thing you've ever done. You've done like three and a half thousand base jumps, but I can totally relate. Uh, there's a study that went out and it was that more people had a fear of public speaking than I think of falling off a cliff or standing on the edge of a cliff or something like that, you know? So it's... Um, it's it's a big deal and I've done a little bit of public speaking that myself and there's so much preparation that goes into it and do you think that uh, that bass jumping does, does sort of help with with being able to speak in public
1: yeah look base jumping definitely helps being able to speak in public because you're putting yourself in that moment of anticipation which jumping has so much of just before you jump off and then you know you're going to do it anyway so when i you know when i go for a base jump i'm so scared but yet when it's time to go i stay completely calm and just focus and just do it because you're going to do it anyway so do it properly so it's the same thing when i'm speaking is i'll I'll get out there and i'll be absolutely peeking out but then the moment i have to perform i perform and i get it done and and i hopefully that never that feeling never goes away because it hasn't in base jumping and it's one of the things that still keeps me attracted to the sport sure
0: sure and uh, so I've got to ask what does a flow state feel like to you whilst preparing for that jump or mid flight
1: yeah flow state's really interesting and it's something I never knew even existed even to up until recently what it was called and and for me it's it really it's become more and more a part of my base I mean the more and more experience I have and the more I understood that I can actually put myself in these positions uh, I don't necessarily get it in other sports as much as i do in wingsuit flying um, like I, I ride motocross with my my cousin a couple of times and and he was just so much faster than me and i couldn't physically process the information fast enough sure. to get into a state of flow which means i need more experience riding motorbikes sure. but with the wingsuit stuff and you know when things are really you know we're doing over 200 k's an hour in wingsuits and um, i've been able to develop such a good state of flow that it's just Unreal, you know, you can as you're going past, you can see an individual blade of grass, you know, yeah, very, very yeah. clearly. And it's very hard to explain to anyone, but um, the matrix is probably the best way to explain. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I also explained to people that when you jump off waterfalls, there's one split second moment when you're jumping off a waterfall where you and the water droplets are moving at the exact same speed. And it's only a fleeting moment, but you can have that moment last for a long time if you're in a good state of flow. And that's the other way I try and explain it to people. It's like yeah. being able to fall the same speed as something moving. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs> that's incredible,
0: and uh, that's what Steve Kotler talks about in the Rise of Superman. Is there's different flow triggers, and one of those is definitely uh, danger. That's, a, that's what he talks about being a shortcut to the now, uh, and obviously that's the similar methodology that you use. Uh, and then like your your cousin was it yeah, the, yeah for the he could get in a state of flow riding
1: motorbikes no yeah. problem at all yeah. and, and I haven't been able to yet yeah uh, it's the same you know and you can have a good day and a bad day as well so it's not necessary you get a 100% perfect state of flow all the time no there's, there's times that I'll go surfing and just not be able to get into a state of flow and not get very many good ways and there's other times where you just you can't do any wrong and you'll be just getting just dialed just, in yeah and everything's going slow and I think the danger aspect helps because, you know, I love sports with consequence and, and other sports that don't have consequence bore me because they're not going to hurt me. <laughs> so like that, that danger aspect just gives me an outlet and an inlet to just focus mind, body and soul on this one moment because at the end of the day, your primal instinct is to stay alive. And I think by putting yourself out there, it really lets you get into the state of flow now now i think we've lost this as a human race because if you want light you turn a switch on if you want water you turn a tap on but if a caveman's running from a dinosaur i'm pretty sure he's going to get in a state of flow pretty quick and it's super primal and and that's one good thing about base jumping is it's still one of the most primal sports out there because it really is life and death yeah and uh man that's epic and so, yeah,
0: you spoke about uh, getting primal and we're all about that here at State Performance. It's yeah, honouring our biology, right? It's, it's where, how we've evolved, where we've come from, honour the DNA and utilise that to enhance our 21st century lifestyle. Um, now, for people out there that uh, aren't really interested in jumping off a cliff or off a building, you know, hucking like a gainer off a 600 metre high <laughs> cliff, what what would you suggest, or how could you um, give these guys a bit of bit of a, a crack at getting into their own flow state? You know. Yeah, I think it's it's
1: it's everyone has the possibility to get in a state of flow. It's just harnessing your own passion, and I think that's the most important thing: is have a passion because that's what will really enhance you to get in this state of flow. But then have a vision, and and have a vision of where you're going you know have a dream have a goal mm-hmm. and if you have passions to achieve that then you're on the good good track for achieving state of flow and then it just comes down to experience working it you know tapping into that that source and and using it to your advantage don't just palm it off like it's nothing it's actually really really useful so so use it but yeah you you, you need the passion you can't go to a crap job that you hate and go i'm gonna get a state of flow today because that's the wrong attitude you're gonna like Okay, it's a crap job, but I'm going to make this job super fun and I'm going to turn it into a game and I'm going to see how quick I can do the dishes in the restaurant today. And and I've done this. I'll get into a state of flow doing dishes in my family's restaurant (laughs) because you can can do that, but you need to want it and you need to have a passion for whatever it is to to make that happen. I think that's that's the most important thing. So with bass drumming for me, I'm so passionate about it that it, it became easier and easier all the way through and i always had goals and dreams that i was achieving so it just it all worked together yeah um, to create where, where i am today with it that's awesome man and you spoke of
0: gamification uh i don't know if you've heard of that actual term but it's something new that's come up well, it's been around about 10 years now uh and it, it's a way that they're oh uh, well, the world is sort of incorporating into apps into lifestyle programs there's even a uh overseas they're doing a a gamification on, on uh, driving tickets so people who are speeding pay the fines and people who are doing the right thing are actually being rewarded with that prize money so gamification is becoming a massive thing and just as you're talking about uh, using making a game out of doing the dishes right because who wants to do the dishes well if we make it a game we make it fun all of a sudden it's something we want to engage in it's something that we want to consume our consciousnesses with right and uh, so how can how could somebody gamify their standard nine to five living say they're at a point that they they're not financially free enough to go and live their ultimate dream and and just be creating flow 24 7 what would be a tip say to to gamify a regular day
1: well to gamify a re- regular day is just to turn everything into a game very simple you know <laughs> like like see how quick you can do part of your day whatever that may be and um and have a longer gamification too. See how quick I can get out of working this shitty job. And, yeah. and I've never been afraid of working hard. And I've worked a lot of crap jobs and still do sometimes. But have that end goal. Don't let it sit there and just be like, oh, this is all I've got for the rest of my life. Because it's not true. And if you think like that, that's a crap game. You know? So, like, every five years, change careers. If, if you're not happy where you are, turn that game into a game. Like, I'm not happy where I am. How quick can I win this game of changing careers and jobs and making my life have meaning to myself? And a lot of people forget about the shortcuts to the game that can be really helpful. Like, don't go and buy coffee every day for breakfast. Don't go and buy your yeah, bacon and egg sangers for breakfast. You know, make it at home. Don't go out for lunch. Don't go out for dinner. Just do everything at home. Live cheap and um, don't get material possessions. And and this is a good start to the game. And for me, I never saved up money to go on holidays. Because that's a stupid game. Because then you'll end up just, your standard of living will go too high and you'll never end up saving money. So, what I would do is always just lay down credit cards and bank loans on my holidays and then play the game of see how quick I could pay it back. And I was able to do that for 14 summers in a row before I lost the game. I got about 45 grand in debt. But up until that point, that game of of just seeing how much you could borrow, seeing how much debt you could get in, and to see how much you could pay it back, and how quick was unreal. Because I got to—that's when I, you know, won the world champs, got the world records, all the wanker file. That's when it all came into play. Is when I said, "Screw this! I'm not going to save up. I'm going to spend, and then I'm going to pay back. And eventually, yeah, I did have to pay everything back. And now I live in the black. But those eight years was the coolest game ever, and it got me everywhere. <laughs> so, so yeah, don't don't get stuck in society. Get out yeah, there and just do it. Because you can always work again. You can always pay it back again. But Do it now. Don't wait till you're 65 because it's way too late. Don't even wait till you're 25.
0: Yeah, that's it, bro. And uh, I really appreciate that message. That's exactly down the same lines of what myself and Jiro sort of uh, present to to Foe State Performance followers is breaking out of that nine to five. You know, we have this illusion that we've got to work for 40, 50 years for the man, put enough money away in the savings account, into the super account, so that one day we'll be happy in retirement, right? Uh, so it's all about living every day to the maximum.
1: Yeah? yeah, it's. I mean, the the scariest thing I ever did was quit my job and go <laughs> yeah, skydiving yeah. for a living. I had 50 bucks in the bank and my gearbox blew, and living in my car in the tropical Queensland, and it was just full on, you know. But you you got to sacrifice stuff for that as well. If you really want it, you can do it. You know, when people say, "Oh, well, you're really lucky," I just want to punch you in the face, and, <laughs> and then have their answer change to, "Well, you've worked really hard for your luck." You know? yeah. and that's what it is. If you're not prepared to put it out there then you're not going to get the rewards. You know? You've know, got to throw out to the universe to, to, in order to receive everything. And uh, the great Gatsby, who's a famous skydiver in Australia, said one of the best quotes of all time. He's like, every time you step out of your comfort zone, you will be rewarded. Oh. And it's it's true. It's true to that. And the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is you have to come back and do the same job you did before that's the worst (laughs) thing that's going to happen so don't be scared of it get out there and run hard i appreciate that advice it's actually resonating
0: quite closely to to yours truly uh because i'm at a state now where i've just hung up the nine to five boots or the five-day lifestyle and uh, i'm just going all out with this flow state performance at the moment it's it's so true hey it's just like it is such a big uh stepping stone or hurdle to get yourself over but as Gatsby says, for anyone, that, <laughs> Gatsby's just a legend of a skydiver, absolute legend of the sport. Uh, and as he says, yeah, like, whenever you take a big risk, you will be rewarded. So that's great. That's awesome advice.
1: You know, and, and our risk, our risk is often death, and that. But it doesn't have to be like that. You're not going to die if you quit your job. No. You know, you, you just your boss might be a bit pissed off with you, but if you've worked hard, they'll take you back anyway. And that's what I used to do. I used to just leave, go travel for six months. And they take me back because I worked hard when I was there. So really cliche saying is work hard, play hard, you know. Whatever I'm doing, I put in 110%. That's the only way to live. Just put in 110% and you'll get 110% out of it again. That's it, mate. And it doesn't seem
0: to matter what uh, walk of life or what sort of um, uh, genre you come from or field you come from, whether you're entrepreneurs like Tim Ferriss or uh, Dave Asprey or your base jumpers like yourself or... um yeah, or Yaki Sama's, whatever. It doesn't seem to know what what uh, niche you are in, but it's stepping outside the box, it's thinking freely against the grain and that's what is the cutting edge for the flow, yeah. And I think everyone else is against our grain.
1: <laughs> I think I think we're <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. thinking correctly. <laughs> yeah, so so it's just that there's not as many of us as us free thinkers as there is normal <laughs> people and, and a lot of, you know, just commercialism from corporate to when you're born at your schools and you know that everyone's telling you negative stuff your whole life and it's once you get awakened to the fact that you are we are human beings we can do anything we want that's uh, a really important thing and and for me one of the one of the um sayings I use is like you know at school they used to say if you're going to play football you got to kick the ball into the goals and i'm like well screw that what what if i want to kick it over there no no you have to kick in the goals to win i'm like if i kick it over there and i'm enjoying what i'm doing i'm going to be happy and i'm winning anyway <laughs> so I never really fitted into ball sports <laughs> and I think you know you know everyone has their own limits that they can put on themselves but the limits are endless and, and unfortunately that we have laws and corporations and governments that limit us to be just a tiny part of the potential we can be and that's why getting out and about and, and just living your dreams you know you realise that everything is limitless it's the only things that limit you is you mostly yeah. once, once you say screw it to everything else the law and I mean, I don't abide by any laws. You know, I just do what I want, but I'm not going to hurt people. Within reason. Within reason, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's, the, it's the world's smallest Bible. You know, don't yeah. be a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you live by that, then everything else is okay. And uh,
0: I've got to ask you, have you done ayahuasca? Or do you?
1: you... Ayahuasca is probably the one drug I haven't done Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I'm waiting to be ready for it, so I'm pretty close. I've uh, just been to Burning Man, which is yeah. just one of the most... Ethical. The most incredible experience of my life, actually. Yeah. So I've played around with a lot of that stuff within reason. and um, Yeah, I, I'm ready for it. don't know if I need to yet because I'm pretty content and pretty oh, happy. Yeah. A lot of people do it when they're searching for something. A lot of my friends have done it because they're searching. But, you know, I've had to deal with a lot of massive demons over the years with friends <laughs> dying and, and family and, and watching watching people die a lot. And um, I don't know. I'm sort of so at peace with myself these days anyway. I'm so happy these days. I don't know if I need to venture into that and dig up those demons but I think it's a really cool thing I think most people should at least have a go and and definitely everyone every religion every government every corporation should go to Burning Man and take acid at least once
0: <laughs> yeah I, I ask that uh, because I've, I've done a few weeks of ayahuasca myself this year earlier in Peru uh, and the way you're speaking it seems like you've come out that other side so it just yeah. enlightened my friend
1: I think I've been I think I've been enlightened but no I didn't have to go and do that I think yeah 20 years of base jumping and, and you know seeing some of the most horrific things a human can see and also being rewarded by some of the most amazing things a human can see I think that in itself has been able to trigger enlightenment for me you know it's definitely not God it's definitely not Coca-Cola it's definitely not uh, Tony Abbott <laughs> it's none of this shit it's um just the accepting your own mortality knowing that you're gonna die whether you like it or not and just making sure that you live every second like it is your last and i wake up every morning thinking that i'm probably going to die today so let's make the most of it and that's been the best thing ever
0: yeah and uh look i really appreciate that that
1: view that act like i
0: am gonna die every day and i think that I know you quite well, do so. It's not that you are anticipating your base jump is going to go wrong, or that life sucks, because it's complete opposite. It's more, if you have that mentality that, well, yes, the, the possibility is there that I could die today. It makes you live it to the absolute maximum and realize how much of a precious gift this is,
1: this reality. Yeah? Absolutely, and not a material, not in a material way either. It's, it's just like, yeah, if I get cashed up a bit, then I'll buy a nice couch. You know, yeah. but it's not going to be my. Do and die approach but when i was 20 that's how we got brought up so as soon as i moved out of home i bought <laughs> furniture and a car and this and that and, and now i um i don't have much i just uh all my money goes in airplane tickets and cheap food and beer yeah and, and just traveling the world having fun because yeah you can't take anything with you except for a collection of memories and you know if you if you don't have them you really haven't lived and and yeah look i've chosen a sport that's potentially very dangerous but you know, you, whether you do this or you die of boredom in a padded room, you're still going to die. Uh, you know, as I tell the media when they're getting a bit antsy, I mean, I'm like, 100% of people that drink bottled water, die. Fact.
0: <laughs> it's, that, that's exactly right. It's, we have this illusion in the Western world. If we don't speak of death, it won't, it won't follow us,
1: right? Exactly. So, you know, I even own my own coffin. <laughs> so keep death close and he'll look after you, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah
0: and uh have you set yourself an end date mine's 127
1: yeah my me and the miss is 80 rooting each other yeah yeah <laughs> so i wouldn't mind. yeah a bit of blow there as well <laughs> So it's a bit messy. but yeah look I, I actually thought i'd be in a wheelchair at 28 and then dead by 30 and i've already surpassed that i'm almost 40 so i'm really really stoked i'm one of the older base jumpers now and and um but It's just getting better and better and better and better. It's it's incredible how good it's getting, you know. You truly find out who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be. And and then I've been able to share that with my lovely wife and and a few very close friends that are still left. And, and, you know, it's really just gotten better. I don't jump as hardcore anymore or anything like that, but just you learn to appreciate every single day so much more. And and I want that to continue. I think 80 would be a good one. After 80, I'll just, uh, yeah... Who knows, I'll probably keep jumping after 80.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, watch out. So the singularity is Ray Kurzweil hypothesizes is in 10 years, so we could be living to 500, 1,000, who knows, right? Yeah,
1: who knows, <laughs> you know, just have a go before then, you know, I always say to, to young base just they're worried and there's no way. Just wait your turn, just have as much fun as you can and wait your turn to yeah, die. Just because yeah. we never know when it's coming so just sit there patiently and have the best time ever <laughs> i love
0: it man i love it so uh you spoke earlier about uh the dark side of flow uh we're saying when you're surfing or when you're motocross you just, you couldn't find that flow state uh, and so that is a big element of flow and it's something that we do wish to um make our listeners aware of uh that you cannot always be in flow um and so it, guess what does it feel like to you when when you've slipped outside of that flow state
1: yeah when you when you're not in it you know i'll use that it's a bit frustrating once you've been in it actually because then you want it all the time so look i remember when i was riding this bike through the tree trails and and i just couldn't physically process the information fast enough to be where i wanted to be and it's quite frustrating so now in other aspects of my life I try and work on that and try and get into that state of flow whenever I can and um, yeah sometimes when things are just happening around you a bit quick or you're rushing around and, and you know and you, you're late for something and you, instead of being all calm about it you drop something you drop your keys you can't get the door open this is all opposite to state of flow so yeah. if you just we never do it but if you just took a breath and like oh wow well, I'm super late to get to this place so I'm just going to take a breath and slow down you'll actually find that that'll be going quicker well, yeah. If you slow down, everything will go so much smoothly and so much more quicker than if you're panicking and rushing. But you don't really worry about it too much because it's just normal, everyday, mundane stuff. Whereas with base jumping and, and you know, big wave surfing, motocross and that, if you rush and peak out like that, you're going to get seriously hurt or killed. So it's more critical to get in that state of flow um, doing extreme sports. But it's smart of us all, and and, and I'm still still at fault with it too but if we just did that all the time everything would just go so much more smoothly yeah. but you know when i'm running out the door running down to miss to catch a train because i live where you can only catch a train home running out to try and make the train and you drop your keys your shoe falls off you know there's just shit going everywhere it's like it's just just getting a state of flow man you know but but you just forget on the mundane stuff and i think for me now that's my next sort of challenge is to try and stay in state of flow as much as i can and it really is a challenge. It's a challenge for everyone. Just because I'm good at it in one thing doesn't make it not a challenge in, in something else. Yeah, definitely. And I love
0: that, man. Uh, you, you break it down to the most simple element uh, breathe. And Paul Check, that's his philosophy. He's got the totem pole of uh, like importance. And at the very top is breathing. If you don't breathe, you forget to breathe. Fuck all else matters,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. When we were um, in the national team skydiving, we get down from certain jumps that we hadn't done very good at and we're puffed, really puffed. I mean, it's because we hadn't breathed in the sky for a minute because we're busy going, Rah oh. But then those times where you're kicking ass and doing the best jumps of your life, you actually can hear yourself and feel yourself breathing while it's all happening, and it's such a good feeling. It's, you know, with my students now, um, as they're on the edge taking the plunge for their first few times, I, I say to them, just get on the edge, go through everything in your brain, and then don't forget to breathe you know give me 30 seconds of your time so you stay alive and i stay alive with you not doing the paperwork (laughs) um and you know give me 30 seconds of your time and breathe yeah and it all starts from that basic thing called breathing you know and how you breathe is what dictates the rest of your state of flow so if you're hyperventilating and freaking out then it's not going to go well but if you just stay calm and 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 stay fluid and, and for me personally it's Every time I get on the edge, once it's all said and done, I'll stop my knees from shaking and I'll take three deep breaths and then go. And that's every single time, and that's become my ritual, because I know that on the third breath, I'm committing to my own destiny of what I choose to do at the time, which is jump off a building or a cliff. And so why not do it properly and do it calmly? Yeah,
0: That's epic, bro. And uh, that's actually very similar to what I do. It's three deep diaphragmatic breaths down into the stomach so it's the inhale breathing in all the love and exhaling all the nervous tension the anxiety the stress of anything else that's that's current and just being in the now uh and yeah it's a, i mean it's it's like uh it's like supercharging yourself to meditation right it
1: and is yeah it is for, for it's like an extreme sports meditation yeah. yeah yeah and that third breath just creates this beautiful silence like both internally and externally especially for a base jump when you're on the edge of a, a cliff you know in, the, in nature And that third breath as you lean forward and commit and push yourself into the unknown um, there's nothing more beautiful than that, that fleeting moment you know that, that beautiful silence is just just epic yeah, it's it gets all noisy again <laughs> but it's, it's great you know and, and, and it's just one of my favourite parts of the sport now is that that beautiful silence and that state of calm which is effectively the start of a state of flow, that's what keeps me in the sport a lot as well. And to be able to help others achieve that is is something I'm getting more and more into the last couple of years and really starting to harness the ways to um, get base jumpers to harness their state of flow. And it's really, really rewarding, actually. It's more rewarding than the jump itself now for me.
0: That's epic, mate. And look, uh, tell me about... So I believe you have a new sponsor now, iFlix. Um, and that's going to be sort of a lot more media coverage and things like that. And I guess your your message to the world, it's not Go base Jump, really, is it? It's, uh, I feel from the outside in, it looks more like you're trying to just inspire people, yeah? And
1: Yeah, just get out there and live. I've been lucky. This is actually in 18 years. This is my first paying sponsor ever. And, and I'm glad I waited. I think I didn't deserve one until now and still probably don't deserve one, but I'm really lucky that, that I do have a paying sponsor now and it's 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 incredible and I'm going to give them 110% and, and yeah, you know, hopefully some more media stuff will come up and, you know, any excuse not to have to do dishes uh, for a living. Um, hopefully this year is my last year working in a bar in the winter. I'd like to not do that anymore, so I'm going to put in everything I have into this and, and, and help, yeah, help as many people as I can inspire them to live their dreams whilst also achieving my own um i don't like working never have but we all got to work our butts off to get somewhere yeah. and I've, I've been working really hard on this side of things to to have a sponsor and it's paying off and what a lot of people don't understand or don't see is that most of my jumps that i do are still for fun and still for me i don't even have a camera i don't even have anyone with me i'll most of the time just jumping on my own around the world having a good time and um, but then you know when I do film I, I'm now film to put on YouTube and on Facebook and that's become part of my job and, and, and that's fine you, know, a lot of, you get a lot of haters and criticizers but you know I never gave a shit back then I'm not going to give a shit now I'm just going to be who I am and, yeah. and if I can help other people out with that through exposure which is the social media now you know it's not a pigeon and a piece of paper anymore it's Instagram Facebook YouTube and you know if I can help people achieve their dreams through my own dreams then that's awesome yeah, and
0: uh, just, you, you touched on Facebook and uh, Twitter and that too. It is a massive component of, uh, of our 21st century lifestyle, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it's pretty much crucial to, to expanding your message to as many people as possible.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's potentially incredible, potentially bad. So, you, know, you can, um, you know, you see, I won't name the Kardashians or anything like that, but like those people with social media's got that freaky family out to everybody. <laughs> Um, but it's also got um, bands like um, with the band that Sarah Blackwood's in uh, that have just shot them to stardom through YouTube and they probably would never have been anything without YouTube. So I think it's, it's good and bad, but I think it's mostly good actually. The biggest problem is just people's attention spans now are so short including my own so whatever you put on social media whether it be good bad or just unbelievable you've only got 24 hours to, to get that message out to people so I try now to make it a good message a fun message and an exciting message yeah. and I'm lucky enough with everything I do is very visual Yeah. Um, to the eye so if I can throw a good caption into that visual photo of what I'm up to that day then, then I'm doing good but you, after 24 hours you've got to send out a new message so that's the downside to it but it's a good side too yeah. you know it's just the way it is
0: yeah definitely definitely man and uh, yeah some of the stuff you do put on there is quite inspirational uh, where can people find you for social media
1: yeah um, on Instagram that's the one I'm working on at the moment uh, Dugz Bass maybe Dugz underscore bass I yeah. think try yeah, that yeah. <laughs> um, on YouTube just Chris Duges McDougal mm-hmm. and then Dugz.com is the main ones and then Twitter I think it's Duges at Base Jump uh, yeah I think that's it and yeah and um, yeah I mean from just from Facebook you can find everything Chris would with yeah. and yeah to check out I'm always uh, doing something pretty fun <laughs> I never shy away from having a good time <laughs> and so I mean I'm off today I've got to go back to Switzerland for two days then Croatia Italy Switzerland America Poland and you know yeah. and I'll have a rest when I have to, when I break a bone or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a terrible life, doesn't it? But uh, look, and listeners, you can take it from me. This guy, uh, he's, he hasn't been handed the ace of spades. You know, he's worked for everything he's got. And if he's, you see this amazing life on social media, on his website, or just listen to this, like, yeah, I've just been in KO jumping, then I'm going back to Switzerland where I live with my lovely wife, then and Croatia, then and da-da-da. Well, he's... He spent a lifetime of breaking outside of this nine to five realm. He spent a lifetime of resisting working for the man and going against the grain. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll still buy 50% off meat and eat street food rather than go to a nice restaurant and stuff yeah. as well. And if anyone in Australia knows a place called Keysborough, then you'll understand how far I've gotten. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> that, that whole Dandenong area, Keysborough area, I should not have been able to survive that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And hey, yeah. Uh, you wrote a book a few years ago
0: called confessions of an idiot yeah, you just want to give us a quick down on that it's like a bible for retards
1: you know? <laughs> it's um yeah again it's just another thing that i challenged myself i had a dream i dreamed of writing a book uh, i'm not a writer i never finished school i can't spell and then i just went and just wrote one every time i got injured i'd write a bit more and just every time i had something not not nothing to do i'd just do a bit more and eventually i had this pile of paper and showed it to a friend and he's like wow there's some pretty cool stories in here and and he was the one that actually turned it into a book I couldn't afford to go any further than my dreams which was to write a book and just had it there and he was able to publish it and and yeah a couple of years later we had a, had a book and it sold uh, 3,000 copies We just I think there's four left actually at, at this time of speaking um, and it sold to 65 countries through word of mouth so it's definitely no big words but uh, a lot of cool stories, a lot of craziness, and there's some meaning in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> no, there's definitely some stories.
0: There's there's some good pictures as well, and uh, yeah, no, definitely definitely some good times in that. Uh, it's actually on my bedside table at the moment. It's my go-to book when I'm at home. Oh, yeah. And, nice. yeah, having a read, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. And uh, from a as a fellow author, I understand the heartache
1: of writing a book. There's a lot to it, eh? Yeah, we were ready to write it once we finished it. <laughs> it was such a learning curve. It was incredible, and 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 yeah I think that the, the thing is that everyone has a story to tell and mm. I'm definitely no more different or special than anyone else I just like push myself to write that story because it's such a challenge and it's definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life and I encourage everyone else to put their story down because probably 99% of other people's stories are way better than mine Just that most people are just too lazy or too scared or you know too worried to write it but just write it put your heart on the table Don't leave anything out. You know, this is your chance to remember your life yourself. Forget about anyone else. Just do it for yourself.
0: That's epic advice, man. And just leading on from that, if if you could offer uh, the listeners here just one piece of advice. They may be uh, aspiring entrepreneurs. They may be someone thinking about, oh, I want to go surfing, but I just, you know, I don't have any mates that want to do it or, you know, I really want to enter that poker tournament. But, uh," you know, whatever it is, what would be one piece of advice that you could offer from living your amazing lifestyle they could relate to them
1: I'm going quote my, one of my favourite bands the Butthole Surfers and it, they said uh, it's better to regret something you have done than something you haven't done so just go and do it you can always come back to where you were because you, you, know, you put that dream out there and you start that journey that dream, that goal it changes so much it's ridiculous you could end up 90 degrees to where you thought you were going to be but if you don't at least have a go you'll never know so just get out there and have a go
0: that's epic advice, man, and uh, that truly resonates with me. Uh, and just quickly, what do you think holds people back then? What do, you think, what do you think prevents people, the number one reason, prevents people from reaching their dreams and living their purpose?
1: Yeah, there's more than one reason. I think it's just inbuilt from the first time to someone tells you no, which is probably yeah. when you're about a month old. <laughs> you know, and then no, 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 and then your school teachers, no, 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 and then the government, no, 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 and corporations, no, no, no. And you get brainwashed into this, like, well, shit, I can't do anything. Whereas, you know, if you've got good parents or, or a good lifestyle, it depends on your country, good religion if you're religious, and people say, yes, 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 then all you hear your whole life is yes, 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 and you can do anything. So it's just about reversing what you get taught as a, as a child and adolescent and, and turning that back around to yes, yes, yes. And I think the only thing that really holds them back in the end, the people is themselves but it's so many outside influences yeah. that create this the only thing you should ever be scared of at the end of the day when you go to do something is fear itself You should be able to, that should be the only reason you're scared everything else you should be able to work through no problem at all because we all have fear yeah. and to work through just fear is such a wonderful experience um, but you've got to learn to shut out all the outside um, opinions of people as well you know but also have total respect so like if it's extreme sports like trust the weather don't be like weather's howling but yes 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 you gotta keep keep it keep it real But you know like for when i go to a base jump i'm really scared every time even after all these years and so it's like okay is this jump suitable for me yes it's in my limits do i have the right gear on that's going to make me safe yes it's correct gear is the weather good yes the weather's good um Am I being complacent? No, because I just triple-checked everything again. Okay, so what am I scared of now? Nothing. I'm just scared of being scared. Yeah. And then you can go. You know, yeah. if, if if anything else plays a factor, then you have got to be very careful because that uh, verges on stupidity. Yeah. So just yeah, if you can go through the motions of everything you're going to achieve in your life, the last thing and the only thing you should actually be scared of is being scared and getting out of your comfort zone. Being scared is the most rewarding thing anyone can do
0: definitely man so it's sort of like if there's a bit of fear inkling you're probably on the right path but still let's spend the time uh to disengage separate from the feelings and emotions for a second check out our headspace see what's creating the fear and then okay yep it's just fear is creating fear let's let's dial it in and let's make it let's visualize this
1: and then let's let this reality catch up and perform yeah and in short and this is what i use in my talks as be smart about being dumb. So, you know, if you're going to go be dumb, just be smart about it. Yeah. So a good example is if you're going to get a tattoo, don't get the first one on your forehead. You know, when everyone's oh, you shouldn't get a tattoo. And I'm like, Phew, I'll get a tattoo, but get a smart tattoo. You know, if you want to get a tattoo of your life, do it, but do it somewhere, at least at start, while you're getting your careers and your life together, don't put it on your forehead. <laughs> you know, get it, put it somewhere else. You know? But still get it. That's the most important thing. If you want to get a tattoo, get it but just be smart about it you know if you want to jump off a cliff jump it but just be smart about it and and same thing you want to go travel be smart about it but do it there's no you should be able to do anything you want in this life and it's this life it's not a past life it's not a next life I don't care what religion you're in think about this life and this day Mm. and this moment Mm. and that's the only thing that truly matters at this point in time do that
0: inspirational stuff and uh, I think everyone, everyone listening to this can take something away from it I know I definitely can mate um, is there anything else you'd like to, to wrap up
1: with before we finish
0: here today any no, other message you got anything else you want to plug
1: no I think just just, just have a go just live and yeah. enjoy it you know and hug your friends when you see them yeah. and hug your friends when you leave them because you never know this is from experience you never yeah. know when you're going to see them again if ever if ever um, you know I've got a few friends upstairs a few friends downstairs <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm not in a hurry to catch up with them <laughs> I'll be there when I get yeah. there when it's my turn to go but um just, just forget all the bullshit and love your friends love your family um, don't worry about micro problems because that's all they are they're micro problems and they're not created by you as an individual they're created by every other individual and every other corporation every other government official and authority and, and all that stuff so they're just bullshit problems created to keep us in check. Fuck being in check. Put your mohawks on and go hard.
0: <laughs> Put your mohawks on and go hard. That's epic. <laughs> dudes. I'm going to give you a hug right now. No, Come worries. here,
1: boy. A pleasure. Thank
0: pleasure. you so much for joining us today. It's yeah. been an amazing interview. Uh, and, guys, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe to Flow State Performance Podcast and give us a five-star rating. Uh, to do that, you've actually got to go to the iTunes Store uh, and then click the five-star rating. And uh, check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com uh, for a full transcript of today's interview and for other flow hacking creations. You. Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.